Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing and Product Strategy at Pragmatic Institute and your host for this episode. Today, we are joined by Courtney Dagger, Senior Marketing Manager, Inbound 2020. Welcome, Courtney, and thanks for taking the time to join us today. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking about Inbound, which I've now, I feel like I've been working on for years, <laughs> but it, it, this, this event in, in particular, but I'm really excited for it um, happening in just a week's time. Excellent. All right. So I think we all know that we've all made really large shifts in how we do business in the last six months, uh, but maybe none more than the events industry, which is really why I thought it would be great to have you on and talk today about how you've taken one of the largest annual events, right? Over 25,000 people generally attend and flipped it online and the implications that's had on the overall business. Definitely. So for anybody who's listening, who's not familiar with inbound, right, I just have to interrupt for whatever reason you got really quiet. Oh, it's oh. Me. okay. No, it's oh. me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, my headphones was unplugged. <laughs> that would do it. Um, so do you want me to just restart my answer then? Yes. Okay. So for every, for, okay, one more time. <laughs> um, so for anybody who's not familiar with inbound, it's an event that's hosted by HubSpot which is a company based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, the event has been growing in size year after year. And exactly like you said, last year alone, we had just under 30,000 people. And we were you know, well on track to be doing our, our massive in-person event at the Boston Convention Center again this year in August. And then you know, a little thing, COVID-19 hit. And we kind of found ourselves in the exact same place that so many other events did, which was kind of the back and forth of, you know, do we have to move? What's happening? Really what's going on? And so it made for a very interesting spring, I would say, to say the least, where we were trying to be, you know, make decisions where we were as safe as possible and figure out really what was going on with COVID. Because I think a lot of people were in that same boat. Obviously, anybody who's in the events business is familiar with um, some of the last minute changes that happened, for example, South by Southwest, of course, um, very, you know, very sadly had to cancel like the day of, which was not, an, which was not ideal for them. I'm sure it's something we did not want to be in the same position for. So after doing all of our consulting as a team and, you know, consulting with health professionals and the state of Massachusetts and the rest, we realized by really, you know, by the time that we kind of got to the early summer that we were going to have to transition to an online event. And, you know, it was something that was a, a hard decision because we talk a lot during this whole period of COVID about mourning the things that could have been. So that's people's weddings, graduations, birthdays, anything for us in the events business and working on inbound, you know, that's what I do with my entire year. So I, I myself, and I think I can speak for my team, we definitely had to have a moment of saying to ourselves, okay, we had been working on a really great in-person event in August but it's no longer safe to do that. It's no longer something that, you know, it's just not going to be possible. So instead we decided as a team to pivot exactly like you said, to the online event experience, which none of us had ever done before. So brand, you know, brave new world for us out there. And we pushed the event to September 22nd and 23rd. And that was actually strategic because we wanted to try to pick um, some dates that would be a little bit more favorable for people who potentially were also dealing with 
having to either send their children back to school or deal with, I guess, starting school in the, the Zoom school situation. And we were thinking end of September would make that a little bit easier than having it at the beginning of September. So that was sort of kind of the whole, the lead up to inbound and the pivot online. And it's been, it's been a really interesting learning experience across the board. So if we think of inbound 2020 as a product, right, which is what it is, it's an offering that you work on sort of to your point all year round. Let's talk about all the ways we needed to pivot. So you mentioned that neither you nor anyone on your team had experience with a virtual event. So how did you kind of explore the formats? Because your in-person event is an experience, right? I mean, it's it's a crazy good, busy, well-run conference. And I think, uh, I suspect that you had as part of your sort of guiding light or marching orders that it needed to have, it wouldn't be the same experience, but it needed to match that sort of heightened experience that you get out of it. So how did you guys go about figuring out what that construct looked like? Definitely. That's a really good question. And something, and you're right. Again, if you haven't been to Inbound before, we're, I think we're well known in the industry for having a very well run event. Uh, I know that, um, you know, we'd like to brag a little bit that the former first lady, Michelle Obama actually spoke a couple of years ago and the secret service said that we were the we were the best run event that they had ever encountered. So I would consider that pretty high praise. <laughs> um, so we had high standards for ourselves and I, our attendees had high standards. And exactly like you said, Inbound is a product. It's something that HubSpot's putting out into the world. It has to meet what, you know, the brand's goals. But it also, our, our, the big thing for us that is just a, a touchstone is that the event is, is meant to help inspire people, help provide a place for learning and also a place for connection. So I think we really took those three key tenets from what was always true in the in-person event and then said, we know this isn't changing for an online event experience, an online event. So what does that mean? What do we have to change so that it's going to really pop online? So we really did a lot of work when we dove right back in basically from square one. And we threw out a lot of things that we were going to do because we just realized that it wasn't going to work the same way that we had intended in person as it would have online. And it meant going through everything. So you're talking about looking at our sponsorship relationships, so which I don't specifically work on that, but I know that that team had to do a lot of extensive work into thinking through the product that we're offering. How can we now you know, partner with our different sponsors and offer a really interesting and attractive online um, partnership there? We were looking at you know, what does it look like from, you know, how you're selling your product? Our, you know, our marketing team was looking at pricing and all things like that. And is it something, there's so many different models out there right now, especially for online events. Are you doing a completely free event? Are you doing a paid event? And that actually ties into my work, which is uh, speakers and looking at our educational content. I specifically focus in educational and connection content, but I also work really closely with um, my team members who manage all of our more like celebrity level talent. And, you know, something with that was just thinking about the actual construction of all of the different sessions and content and realizing in a silver lining way that a lot of the constraints that we had had and as an in-person event no longer existed in the online platform. For example, something that we run into every year, this is just how it works, is that, you know, certain sessions, you have a certain amount of seats you can fit in a room. So capacity, which was... I would say one of the biggest challenges every year, especially as inbound got more and more popular, suddenly was no longer an issue because we were able to host sessions for you know thousands upon thousands of people in the online experience in a way that we would never be able to do at a physical in-person event. So that was really kind of an exciting change and sort of a freeing, freeing up of that 
And another area that I would say that we really focused in on is what makes engaging online content? Because a big thing I think we realized in a decision we had to make was, you know, could people sit at their computers or even could people walk around with their phones and pay attention to inbound for a full four days like they would if we were in person? And the answer is no. You know, we went back and forth about it. It was something that was a big shift to go from a four-day event down to a two-day event because you just had to adapt your product to fit, um, just to fit the market that you were going into, which is that I think people are going to treat this inbound much differently than they would in person. I, I mean, I don't know yet, but just based off of how I, I expect kind of a, attendee behavior will go, I assume that most people will be kind of coming in and out of inbound, checking into the sessions they really want to see live, but then also consulting our content in the on-demand platform after, where of course, when you're in person, people were traveling in from around the world to come to Boston and they were there for the entire time. So that whole that whole change also changes how you think about your content. You need content that is of different types of formats. You need links that make sense for people. And you want different things happening at different times so people have a reason to re-enter the platform. So they're saying, okay, I'm going to you know, block off 10 to 12 on the first day and go to that content. And then I'm going to pop back in at 6.30 p.m. at night because I don't want to miss that comedy show and different things like that. So when you talk about moving from four days to two days, and you said you have a combination of sort of live sessions and on-demand sessions, are those on-demand sessions available outside those two days? Have you extended the experience to some extent, or are those on-demand still within those two days? They're actually, yes, they are. All of our content for the first time ever, this was another big shift, is going to be available for the full year after the event. So what that means is that we have a full scheduled packed two-day agenda where there will be some portion of sessions that are live. That means that people are able to kind of directly interact with the speaker or and definitely interact with each other in the session. But all of those sessions are actually then going to go live in our on-demand library along with a lot of on-demand content we've already built out that's living in there. And all of that content will be live and accessible for everybody who has our paid powerhouse pass until inbound 2021. And that was strategic as well, because another you know, challenge, as I'm sure all events people face, I know that we certainly did, is sort of the FOMO of going to an event where you have a major event like inbound in person, that's a four-day event that is running, you know, I'm at different times running 20 plus different rooms of content at any given time. That's a lot of content and you can't physically go to everything. And we also, uh, we did not record all of the content we were having either. So you really had to make some of those hard decisions as an attendee. The nice thing is now, finally, we're able to switch it up and we're able to allow people to both go to the sessions they want to go to live because those are the sessions that they want to definitely make sure to ask their question or have that interaction live. But anything else that they miss, they can watch it in the on-demand library and they don't have to watch it right away. It's something that they can enjoy, you know, the week after inbound, the month after inbound, and they can return to, which I like as well. So in a way, it's longer, right? So in some ways, it's shorter. Yeah. In some ways, it's a lot longer. It's interesting. With it is that, interesting. Yeah. And with that in mind and some of the other changes, did it change, you know, you talked about your kind of the content, the editorial part. Did it change the type or topics of content that you thought would be most important or that you really wanted to make sure was highlighted? You know, it did and it didn't. I think it definitely narrowed the scope a little bit of what we were going to cover in terms of our actual scheduled content. But I made the strategic decision along with the rest of our content team to continue 
to continue forward with all of the original content and speakers that we had had planned for the four day event, which I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, like that's still a lot. Of, it's a lot of content. So we ended up, uh, you know, we could have uh, other events. We could have made the decision to, you know, explain to some people that we were so sorry that it wasn't going to work out this year because of the nature of the event going from four days down to two. But I didn't feel like that was the right move because we had spent all of this time and coming up with this really extensive, excellent list of speakers across marketing, sales, customer success, but also importantly, which some people don't know about inbound, what we kind of call kind of our elevate and empower content, but that's all of really all of the other important content. That's content around leadership, around teamwork, about conflict, conflict resolution, around, you know, um, social issues and anything in that world. So we felt it was important to include all of that. And that's where sort of the scheduled versus on-demand came into being because we realized that, you know, we're going to really focus in a, a lot more on kind of the technical um, questions for a lot of our scheduled content, but then some of our more evergreen content, we ended up partnering with the speakers to develop that on-demand content that lives in that library so that it's something that people can really get quick hits of content. That was sort of something across the board, I would say that we really wanted also to ensure we were create, creating and crafting content that wasn't too long. That's something that we really had to look at. And, and I'm sure, you know, people are probably nodding if they're listening to this because there's only so long you can watch anything online. And we wanted really to provide as much value as we could in the shortest amount of time. So that was a real adjustment as well when we were doing that kind of editorial and thinking through what the content was going to be. Excellent. So I know one of those pieces of content, uh, you have our own uh, Georgina Canny, who is the, the leader and sort of mastermind behind the community. Uh, that we have here, our alumni community. And one of the things that we've seen, and I'd be interested to see if it's something you've seen, is with with the lack of sort of in-person interactions people have today, we've seen a huge increase in interest in and participation in the online community. And I'd love to kind of hear about how, what your thoughts on that, and also your thoughts on how this meets some of those sort of community needs and the way that you've structured the event. Definitely. Yes. And, you know, I'm so excited to have Georgina join us this year. She's actually part of um, that on-demand content, like I was saying, and she's done one of our new segments uh, that we're really excited about called Dear Inbound. So we actually had attendees who submitted questions um, a little bit earlier and a little bit before the event, and she kind of provided her answers. So it sort of has like a, you know, a an Ask Polly or any of those sort of advice column um, feelings to it, which it just makes it a really fun video to watch and to see what people are asking. So I'm really, people should definitely check out her session, um, like I said, in the on-demand library. Um, but yeah, no, your question about, you know, the online community, that was something that I think was probably one of the hardest nuts to crack. And we're, we're going to see how it goes. Like I said, this is an experiment as much for us as for anyone. I think, though, like you're saying, there's a real desire and need for connection right now. And online seems to be one of the safest ways to connect at the moment. So that was an important part when we were putting together the online experience. How do we facilitate that connection? So our answer for this was we actually came up with a lot of very targeted what we're calling meetup sessions. And those are video-based networking. They actually vary in kind of how many people you're meeting with in a group setting and also the length of those of those short meetings, but it's randomized, basically video networking organized throughout the two days of the event that are all organized around specific topics. So you have things ranging from, you know, the latest video trends and having people meet up to talk about that 
to things like lack of inbound, which is encouraging, you know, any of our inbound attendees to, to join up and kind of, and, and meet. So there's a, there's a lot of, um, I think there's going to be a lot of connection through that. The platform also has different ways that people can connect, but we're hoping to at least encourage people to reach out. One thing I'll, I'll know, I don't know if you guys have seen this yourselves, is that we've seen such a huge increase in international participation. You know, we always definitely had an international contingency coming to inbound, but I think because we've removed the barrier of traveling to Boston, which as everyone knows, that's hard to do. You could be living in Singapore and it's really hard to get to Boston and it's expensive. So that's something that we've just been really excited about because we are seeing people, you know, we have a Facebook community group that if you, if you haven't ever already, people should definitely join the inbound Facebook community group. If you're coming to inbound, because you get to see people, you know, signing in and saying that they're coming in for the first time from all over the world. So I think that the connection portion, I think it's going to go well. I think the meetups will be an interesting addition to that. I think the different things that we have planned and how attendees can kind of interact one-on-one, -on -one, again, it'll be kind of video-based video networking will be interesting. Um, but specifically a difference, I think people who've been to Inbound before will notice is just that international um, component as well, which is awesome. All right, so I know it's early and it's not, uh, and you know, you'll have a probably very different answer to this after the conference, but I would love to know just on your, on your instincts and your guts, what do you think that, that, that you've had to change and do because of, of COVID today that you think will actually be something you guys keep, that you hold on to, that you continue to leverage? Well, I think in really a, a very high level sense, the entire digital online event experience itself, you know, that was something for a long time that it was just not part of inbound. We had the in-person event. Like I said, people came from all over the world and it was always in the back of our minds, you know, do you, do you have beyond doing some live streaming? What do we move into that online space? And I, again, we don't exactly know yet, but I, I would definitely suspect that moving forward, Inbound will always have now some sort of robust online event component, which is pretty cool. And I, like I said, I, I like it because I think it makes the event more accessible. I think that you will have people who definitely, you know, next year, whatever year it is where we can all safely come back together, hopefully next year, um, will be wanting to come in always to get to Boston for the event. But I also think having the backup of knowing that you could join online and still connect with people still have the learning is something that would be valuable to people. So that's, I would say, a big learning. Um, I think another thing that has been really cool that I'm really excited about because it'll be the first time ever that we're doing this is that we're also intentionally moving into the closed captioning specifically in different languages. So some of our content this year is going to be um, when it when it lives in the on-demand library, it's going to be um, have captions in French and German. So that is a really exciting thing as well, because, you know, inbound up until this point has all of our content has been conducted in English. All of the content still is going to be, you know, in English first, but people who, who are, you know, uh, born French or German speakers will be able to engage with the content um, after the fact in the on-demand library and have those captions, which I think is a really cool addition that I'd like to see us to continue to move forward with. Great. And okay, so I know that inbound 2020 is soon. It's uh, next week, right? It's September 22nd and 23rd. Uh, exactly. With that in mind, uh, what should we have listeners do right now, or as I like to say, differently today based on what we talked about? What would you recommend? Well, I think I can probably say this now is that um, this is a little kind of behind the scenes thing. 
all of our attendees are actually going to be getting access to the platform tomorrow, which is the 15th, which is very exciting. And what I would encourage anybody who already has, you know, a pass or anybody who's thinking about getting, getting a pass is to, you know, if you already have that pass, once you get that email, definitely go into the platform and get yourself acquainted with it. I think my recommendation would be log in sometime this week. There's some setup things that you have to do that are fun, but you want to definitely, I think, make sure that you're feeling good, you understand where things are. And you can also then go into the platform and start saving things to your agenda. So the way that I would kind of do differently or strategize is look at the scheduled agenda and make a decision about what content you know you have to see live. You know that you, you know, want to either, like I said, ask questions or you want to engage with other attendees in said content. And like, I don't think we really dove into this as much, but we're really switching up the content things. We have debates that are happening. We have, you know, AMAs, ask me anything. We have, um, we have uh, audio content. We have a lot of different things that are happening. So I would say, look at the scheduled agenda, see, save the sessions to your agenda that you definitely want to engage with live. And then I would also start familiarizing yourself with the on-demand content and looking at what content you're really interested in kind of watching, you know, in between any of the scheduled things. Um, that's a big thing. And also I would say, don't forget the audio content. That's something we didn't talk about, but an intentional online product move for us. And which I'm very excited that we went with is creating audio based content. So this is content that's only meant to be listened to given we're on a podcast. I think that's very relevant. Um, some of them are podcast partnerships where we, we partnered with different known podcasts across the industry who are, uh, letting, uh, releasing, special episodes um kind of around the theme of inbound on on at midnight on the 22nd but we also have different content that's kind of more reflective and interesting that was made like i said to be listened to so that's something to check out and then i would say the last thing is think about what meetups you want to go to we have like i said a very large list of different meetups so i would start looking at that list now and figuring out your time so you can go to the ones that, you know, you can go and meet people who you really want to talk with them about whatever topic they're meeting up around. Thank you so much, Courtney. I think that's great advice. Uh, I think the, the, the key is for everyone to, uh, to get in and get in early and often so they can get all the value that you guys bring with your conference. So I think it's going to be a really exciting conference this year. And I'm excited maybe after the conference, we can touch base again and you can kind of uh, give us all your lessons learned and, and some of the highlights. Oh yeah, definitely. And I would say on a final note, we're so excited to have everyone join us again this year. It's not what we planned, but I think that it's going to be something new and exciting. And I've, I've just been saying this to everyone is come with an open mind. And I would say, look at this as a really cool experience to meet people from all over the world. And I would also say on one final note, I know a lot of people are job hunting in the rest right now. We've made it Mm. pretty, we've made it pretty easy in the platform so that if that if, if you are that person and you're looking to make those types of connections, hopefully you can maybe come out of inbound with some really good leads. So we're hoping to kind of provide a service to people in that way too. That's great because there are definitely an unfortunately large number of people who have uh, who've had their careers affected. So I think that's a great, a great service and a great offer. So I definitely, everybody encourage you to, uh, to go out and check out inbound 2020. All right. Thank you, Courtney, for coming on today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to elevate your product, your company, and your career. 